0: Let me, oh, let, me let me double check but yeah can you hear us chatters? Yeah, I think um Bernie, you know, your your best friend Bernie. And Bernie, yeah. Uh and mine, Bernie Mooney is listening and he, oh, now he says he can hear you. I can hear you both ah. just fine they say now. Excellent. Thank you Miriam. Yeah, right, that nice. that was weird. I I knew exactly why I for, I forgot to put one uh connection on, which is, you know, that's the one that'll kill you. Just just talk to any, uh, yeah, just talk to any pilot, sailor, or astronaut, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, at least li- some live ones, uh after all this drama, I think maybe I should play the um the intro, which here
1: yeah, for sure, yeah, which, yeah, because I have like o c d, so if you don't play the intro, i don't really feel like it's just
0: starting. <laughs> well, we did have sirens, so. Uh, that's true. We know it's a real show, so that's one. That's the one um, ch- uh, check mark on the OCD uh, uh, list. Uh, that's right. Uh, which which uh, intro? Um, I let the guests pick the music, and I let them pick the intro. The original intro, the It's Greg intro, or the Anti ETH. I don't think I've heard the
1: Anti ETH.
0: Really? So. I don't think so. Ooh, I've had that one for a while. Here, let, let's uh, play. Maybe it. I have them, but it, yeah. Okay, yeah. here we go.
1: No, the, the whole extraterrestrial thing is not, uh, not a viable solution to this.
0: We, we need to go f- through a turning point in the study of, of this whole domain, away from ideology. We're not here to prove that we're being visited by you know, aliens from this planet or that star. That may very well be true, but we have not done the basic work.
2: I have this hunch that
1: the um, that this that this phenomenon is um, comes through, comes from some sort of domain of pure information, and the fact that it can interact with us at all suggests that uh, that we inhabit a domain that's also pure information.
0: Are we go uh, condition here? Oh my! Nice. So, have you heard yeah, that one okay. before? I've heard that one before.
1: It's still great, though.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I created that one. I don't like a year ago, something like that. Just uh, based on um, different um, quotes that I liked, and uh, one of them actually was. Did you recognize that? One of them was. Um, one of them was Mac Tony's. Actually, I think. Yeah, he's, yeah. I recognized Mac
1: yeah. Tony's, and I recognized. Uh, um. Jacques Vallée
0: at the beginning yeah uh, it was Vallée Mac um, Toney's um, and uh, uh, Valet, John Keel Mac Toney's and um, then at the end uh, it's William S. Burroughs saying are we in a go condition yes nice very there's, nice yeah very nice there's some more sirens for everybody
1: yeah I was just gonna say you got more sirens too
0: this microphone, is it supposed to be like a stage microphone where you don't pick anything up past, like, I don't know, like about a foot or something, or less than a foot? But it picks up those those uh, sirens out there. Yeah, there they go. Yeah,
1: it really gets them.
0: Yeah, um, You're hearing them on the phone, actually. Uh, but, yeah, it's probably coming through the phone mic, and maybe that's where it's coming from, is from the phone mic. I don't know. Anyway, we're here with uh, Tim Banal, uh, host of Banal of America, and... Uh, Paranormal Gadfly. Have you ever Ooh, had that? I like that? Yeah. And you uh, never had that applied to you yet?
1: No, no, I have not. I've not.
0: No. Uh I was going to ha you know who I was going to have on? And he couldn't I make thought
1: you it. had already announced someone, but I No, no, I usually
0: was. don't answer I don't announce um until like maybe at the most a couple days before. Yeah. Because uh, of paranoia. But not not paranoia about in general things, but about people saying, "Oh, let's have that person on." And then I'm like, "Why right, did I right. have that person on?" Um, yeah, yeah. I wa- and I'll just say right now, I was going to have Royce Myers on, actually.
1: Oh wow, nice. Yeah, Royce is great.
0: Yeah, you've interviewed yeah. him at least once, more than once, I bet.
1: Yeah, once way back in the day, I think like the first season.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, Yeah, there's a bunch of things cropping um, up here, like Mufon and um, Sean Morton, who they still haven't caught. I haven't heard anything about him. I think he's home free. He's probably living in, you know, in the in the Caribbean or the South Pacific somewhere right now, sipping. uh
1: Yeah, if he's not out of the country by now, he's crazy. Like he's got to get, you know, he's the heat's died down enough that he should be able to get out of the country. But who knows?
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, how how often do you... I mean, does he have an alias he can use, or is he... I'm sure he's on a list where it's like, you know, whatever, if his name or any any of his previous oh, aliases curious. come up, they'll go, oh, hey, wait a second. Um, I yeah, guess he yeah. could try and sneak across the border going the other way.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's so grossly out of shape that he, I can't imagine life on the run would be even feasible, but... Yeah. How crazy would it be, like, if... if I mean, I, I don't know how old he is. He's, like, probably in his 50s, but it's, like...
0: He's, like, 57 or 8 or something like that.
1: Like, how crazy would it be if he just, like, disappeared forever? Like, we never... Like, they never catch him, and he winds up in, the in the in like, the Caribbean, and they just don't bother, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that would be, like, the, the craziest story... The craziest ending to the story ever, where we'd be, like... No one, no, no one ever found out what happened to him. He was found guilty, and he vanished.
0: <laughs> Actually, I was in contact with a couple of family members who were. They weren't telling me anything, you know, uh, uh, secret about him. It's just they're they're just saying, you know, one was from his wife's side, and they were just like, God, we're so sorry that she even got involved with him. And one was from his side of the family, saying that no, he that he that nobody really talks to him on his side of the family anymore. And it was a tragic story, and I felt really bad for these people. And I said, I'm sorry, I really don't have any news for you, except that I sat at the trial for, you know, what, three hours or whatever and wrote down everything in tiny little handwriting and then typed it up and put it up on Roddy Mysterios and a couple other places. And they'd seen that. So, I don't know, maybe I can uh, contact them and say, have you heard anything about... Because as soon as as he's caught... um, uh, uh, UFO ro- Watchdog, um, R.J. Uh, Royce Myers will put it up on his site. Uh, that, oh yeah,
1: for sure. I think yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's he's for
0: a long time he's had a hard on for 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 uh. Yeah, I, I know I think, why. I think I, think, I could, think Morton tried to sue him or something. Yeah, yeah, he did. He tried to sue him and he lost. <laughs> yeah, he's just saying that. So he, I think uh, saying lying lying about him, and he said that not one thing that Morton said was a lie about him in court was proven to be a lie. Yeah, it's
1: funny. People on Facebook are like, "Any news, to him it's like, dude, I get my news from from UFO Watchdog. Like, ask him. I don't have any. You know, I don't have any insight
0: into this. Yeah. Well, it just happens over over time if you become if you keep making noise, then eventually, or you do something that's interesting to somebody, they'll contact you. And then, um, if you have something to talk about, you talk about it. It's it's uh, it's nice that that's what that's the way the world works. So should be. You yeah. Do you know? I've recently uh, found out from Nick Redfern. I don't know if you ever heard the story I had with the guy that called me and started at, in during excluded middle days and started asking me who I knew. And he had this weird like Middle Eastern accent and he was saying he kept saying you know Jacques Valet, you know Jean Huff, you know um god who was the Area 51 guy? Uh um, Bob Lazar. Yeah, you know Bob Lazar. and It's like I don't know any of these people, at least not personally. You give me their phone number. You give me I said like, I'm not going to give you anybody's Jesus. phone number or address. You go You go find it yourself. And I found out that it was, um, uh, I found, and he told me his name was, um, what was it, uh, James Edward. I said, Not a psychic. No, no, this was like in 94 or 3 or something when I got this call. I don't think James Edward was even known as a psychic then. Might have been, at least not, you know, nationally like he is now. Um, And he gave me an email. He gave me a – no, not an email. There wasn't any email yet or much. He gave me an address in Beverly Hills because I said, I'll send you a free um, subscription to Excluded Middle. And I sent a copy, every issue, to that address in Beverly Hills. And it wasn't a P.O. box. It was an actual address. And I never went and checked it out to see what the address was. However, I told Nick Redfern when we were in Roswell um, about this phone call. And he goes, oh, yeah, he did that to me. That's Armin Victorian. (laughs) remember that guy it rings
1: a bell yeah the name rings a bell
0: yeah he was um i think he was he was iranian he lived in britain he was arrested for various things and put in jail uh at least one time i know of for um orchid smuggling he was quite a character and i think there's a documentary on him but it was uh done for the BBC and now the BBC won't release it they just they they won't let the original producer do anything with it that's
1: strange yeah no he's a bit out of my depth of uh knowledge there yeah well the and does ring a bell
0: yeah well he was kind of active for uh throughout the 90s a bit 80s and 90s um go rightly probably knows a little bit better uh what his exact uh, uh his deal was um, yeah, yeah, he he has disappeared off off the uh, out of the scene quite a while ago. But that, that, it was like a weird question I had in my mind for years. And Nick said, "Oh yeah, that's that's Victoria. That that's exactly what he sounds like. That's exactly what he does. He'd call up people just trying to ask for um, contact information, like sight unseen. I've never met you before. You? I don't know who you are, but give me all the numbers of everybody you know." It's like, uh, no, that doesn't. I do guess that? it. Yeah, I don't know. Good. I guess it was kind of like John Candy and. In, uh, what was it?
1: Who's Harry Crumb?
0: No, no, in uh, Splash. He was saying you go with something that works. I mean, every, eventually it's going to work.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it may be crude, stupid, and, and, and people yell at you, but once in a while it works. You just keep using it. I think. Yeah, was... I had a
1: professor in college who said that, like, uh, he had a friend who would go to, like, I don't know, Bloomingdale's on Fifth Avenue or something and ask, like, every woman he saw if, if she would have sex with him. And he was like, five out of a hundred would. So, so he just he just did it. He's like, it worked. Like, yeah, yeah. So, wow. I never put that to the test, but I I bet you I bet you that is the case.
0: Yeah, it would probably work. You you might you might be hit, punched, and slapped, and kicked a few times, and maybe go to jail yeah, once or yeah. twice. But you know, it, it might work. <laughs> If you're willing to put up with the abuse and the injury, I guess it could work once in a while. Kind of like yeah. ufology.
1: Exactly. Well, we're still waiting for it to work, but yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Oh man, we can crack jokes, but um, I, I did not. I forgot um, when Jim Mars passed away last week that you had. Um, he was basically your intro into the world of of uh of the paranormal because that was the first you said that his uh rule by secrecy i think was the first book you read on the subject
1: yeah 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 it was uh i i you know, i'll be honest i covered some of this last night on on uh spooky south coast
0: that's uh, fine you know we can yeah, yeah yeah so it's if and, we go and, too and much and in I, what I, you talk about just steer us away from it
1: yeah yeah no no no. i'm not yeah no no no. i just like <laughs> so i i don't even know what happened to that one because they said hey let me know when it's online and, I never heard anything like since then they said, Yeah, we will so I don't even know. So I know you're gonna get this out to people who listen to Benal of America anyway and I'm not gonna be on for a couple of weeks, so um but uh so I don't know who I was paused <laughs> think to there. But yeah, it's uh it, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. Yeah, I I had no interest in any of this stuff, uh, until I picked up Rule by Secrecy. And it was like uh it was just amazing. It was just it blew it blew my mind. Um you know, like uh, Bruce Springsteen, he says about uh, like a Rolling Stone, that snare shot at the beginning of the song, uh, kicks open the door to your mind. That's kind of how the book was for me. Mm. Kicked open the door to my mind. And it was like, wow. And I was, I was just wayward at the time, you know. I was like, I, I was 22. Uh, I just got out of college. 9-11 had just happened like a year earlier. You remember like that whole year after 9-11? Everyone was all freaked out and everything. It was like, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing with my life or anything and then uh, by happenstance I picked up that book and it set me down a whole path of life you know it set me down like I I wouldn't have this website I wouldn't have a show I wouldn't I wouldn't know you I wouldn't know anybody you know I mean I have friends from college and high school and
0: your life would have been uh, much better
1: (laughs) 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 sometimes I think that sometimes I think that about being in the paranormal but it's been such an adventure and such a a crazy ride that I can't, you know, I wouldn't trade it in for anything. So it's like, you know, well, I would, I could, I probably would have ended up doing something fucking boring. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, it, it just changed my life. And, and I kind of elevated Jim to like this godlike status. Cause that, cause it, cause he had, he had, you know, inadvertently sent me down this path. So yeah, when he, when I heard, I mean, we all knew that he was sick like a couple months ago, but, uh, you know, when we – like, Tuesday, Wednesday, the rumors were, like, floating around, uh, you know, online in the afternoon. It was like, I didn't want to believe it, even though more and more people that I respected and and know in the field were, like, posting condolences and stuff. It's like, I'm not believing this till it comes up on his thing, you know. And right. it did eventually that night. And then the floodgates kind of opened for me where it was like, wow, this is – you know. And it sent me down this sort of, like – Nostalgic rabbit hole of uh, personal reflection. Where I mean, you know, the your listeners and you know, obviously, I work for Coast to Coast, and it's like, I never. This is how like indelible this book and, and the, the, it was for me. Like I, you know, I read that book, and then I read Jim's two other books that he had at the time, and I was like, I need to hear, I need to hear an interview with this guy. I want more from this Jim Mars guy, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, where can I find more from this Jim Mars guy? And this was like 2002. And so there weren't like a whole ton of podcasts. And, uh, you know. Right. And so, like, I Googled Jim Mars interview, and, like, the first thing that pops up is Coast to Coast. And I'm like, what's this Coast to Coast <laughs> so, so, you know, everything, so much of what is my life is now, like, wouldn't be if not for, for that book. So, it's, mm. you know, and, 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 you know, and him and his, his friendship, his later, his friendship, you know, it's like I, I had never done an interview before. Uh, the only the real interviews I had done were like at uh, the first X conference. Uh, it was actually the second X conference, um, and he wasn't there. I don't think it's the second one. So he, uh, but I, I like interviewed Stan. So Stan was like the first person I ever interviewed, um, and like two Michael Sala and like two other people. But it was oh, like the, you're at the vendor table, yeah. You know, so just sitting there holding a the little recorder, like like a like an old-timey baseball beat writer or something, you know. And So the first real interview interview I did, like the way we do in all of America, the way we're doing this show right now, it's like uh, that was with Jim. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't even know what I was doing. And I, I didn't even remember this until uh, this week, but it was like – and I went back to check because I was like, no, nah, did that. Yeah, I did, you know. Uh, like I – he agreed to do an interview. We were going to do an hour. Like, on a Thursday, we did the hour, and I had so many questions and everything. I was like, hey, could I interview you again, like, next week and get the rest of these questions out? And he was like, sure, no problem. Same time. So it was like, (laughs) he was just so accommodating and everything. And, you know, back then there were so few shows, and to get Jim Mars on your show was like an instant dose of credibility. So it was like he, you know, he gave us that, and he he gave us the time and everything. And so, I mean, we always celebrate him on the program.
0: Yeah, uh, it wasn't Mars for me. It was uh, Robert Anton Wilson, so that that was like my entry into it, or at least re-entry into it, because I, I I cared about it when I was a kid and like maybe up yeah, to age too, yeah. twelve, Weird. and then didn't care about it until I read something by Wilson in nineteen eighty-seven, and um, that like made it come flooding back for me. So, uh, how many times is Jim on your show, like? Four, five, six, ten? Time.
1: Ten times. Wow. He kicked off every season, so we did ten interviews uh, by the time it was all said and done. The last one was like, oh, man, well, 13, 14 weeks ago. So, what, yeah. three months ago, beginning of May.
0: Did you talk um, to him outside of the show?
1: Uh, Not very often. No.
0: Hmm.
1: No, not. I always kind of, like, looked up to him so much that...
0: Kind of freaked you out.
1: <laughs> like... <laughs> What's that?
0: Kind of freaked you out, just like, I don't know if I want to get too close because he's, you
1: know. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, we talk casually like in Aurora and everything.
0: Oh, that's um, right, when we were there last year.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he, like, he knew who I was and everything, so it wasn't like I was just some, you know. He knew every time I called, like, what it was about and how we were going to start the new season and stuff. Yeah. But it was like, I never, it was weird. I just, like, never wanted to bother him because I looked up to him so much.
0: Yeah, that's you know, kind of I mean, how I feel about people. I, I did meet Wilson three or four times, and except for the last time, the, every time I was thinking, I was just, I'm wasting his time, I don't think I should be here, I'm not worthy. And then finally, the last time I went with uh, Goreightly actually took me to his place, allowed me to come along, and um, it was the easiest thing in the world. And it was amazing, and he was, you know, he was in not in horrible health, but it was the, the health wasn't so good then. Um Yeah. When we saw him in Aurora, you, you should describe to people why we saw him in Aurora. What the hell, What you know, why why would Jim Mars show up in Aurora when we were there?
1: Well, that was the great thing, too, because, yeah, well, we were in Dallas for Paramania, and we were going to Aurora Cemetery, where allegedly, uh, for those who don't know, I'm sure like 99% of the audience does, but uh, allegedly a spaceship crashed in 1897, I think, and, uh, and um, like an alien was there, and they like buried... Allegedly, they buried a dead alien in the cemetery, and like it is still like a a historical plaque that like says like a state issued one that's like mentions the, the spaceman that they buried there. So it's like really well known. It's kind of like it never really became the Roswell like surprised It never, yeah. You know, I'm surprised. Probably it because the people there Roswell. just
0: didn't want to bother with it.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Um, like it could have been Roswell. It was Roswell before Roswell almost. Yeah, but like
0: 1897, so, or whatever it was
1: yeah it was crazy, so we were there and um i i, I think his name's Dan daniel um something I don't have it in front of me, but he was uh he's friends with Jim yeah and they live in the area and he was putting on an aurora event the next the next weekend mm-hmm. and he when we were all out to dinner that night, Saturday night, he was like, I'll call Jim and see if we can uh and see if we can you know see if he'll come out to Aurora and he did. He came out to Aurora. It was, it was crazy. Um, Daniel Allen Jones was his name. That's he it. He had a big. He had, he's a guy with a big wizard beard. Yeah,
0: um, <laughs> I think he cut that off. I saw him recently, and he's clean shaven. Yeah,
1: he, he got married. He got married. No, so good for Dan. Yeah, nice guy said, oh, too. Did you shave your beard off for the yeah. wedding?
0: Yeah, re- re- really nice, like mellow dude.
1: Yeah, he was great. So he he called Jim and. Uh, I remember we were driving over. I get like a, a frantic text from Tina Senna. It's like, hurry up and get here! Jim Mars is here, and I was like, holy shit! And huh? he came out, and and uh, he essentially like gave a presentation on Aurora.
0: And yeah, kind of like brought a notebook and everything with pictures, and
1: yeah. And we all kind of like just sat around and listened, or stood there and listened while he did the lecture. And it was like, you know, I was saying the other night, it was like, folks. Most people of Jim's level of stardom in this field would never fucking do anything like that for free. No. You know? No. Like, they wouldn't come out and do an on-site presentation at Aurora. Like, you'd have to, you know, you'd have to pay money for that kind of thing. And he was just more than happy to do it. And it was awesome. That was, like, such a nice thing to do.
0: Yeah, I, I'm t- I wonder if anybody recorded. I should have. Um,
1: I don't think anybody did. Yeah, we were in a there. Way, for- I kind of like that, in a sense. Yeah, like, that's true. There's certain things, like, you can't, you can't recapture that magic or something, you know? It was like,
0: right. if you were
1: there, it was magical. It's kind of like that whole weekend. But
0: Yeah. Um, That's all I can yeah, say yeah, about so. Jim. Is, the main thing I can say about him, from what I remember, and the few times I met him, was that, and, and I said this, I think, on the Radio Mysterioso Facebook page, no ego whatsoever. He's just kind of like, you know not not he was wasn't any better than anybody else he didn't have time for people he thought were stupid or weren't weren't speaking to him you know with with the knowledge which is fine i mean that that so he he certainly deserves that he also deserved to have a lot more of an ego than he did and he did had none as far as i could tell
1: no he never yeah yeah i never ran into that you know i never really uh I, yeah, I, I I made a joke last night about when I first met him. It was at that first X conference, and like I was going into the bathroom, he was like coming out of the bathroom, and I was kind of like just in complete fanboy mode, and I'm like, this is <laughs> unbelievable. I'm running into Jim Mars at the bathroom of the Marriott in fucking Maryland, and he's like, after three or four beers, it's not that hard to believe. <laughs> and it's just That's like, right, yeah, dude, this that, guy's yeah. chill. He's the man. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, and I I, I do I, I credit him a lot of ways it like for the way i look at a lot of this stuff in the sense that it's like i think a lot of people if you just picked up if you got like really into i don't know somebody else like rich dolan or something mm-hmm. if he if he if he was someone else's jim mars so to speak um like they would just really get into like the ufos you know what i mean but it's like i read rule by secrecy then i read the uh crossfire which is right. the jfk book mm-hmm. and then i read alien agenda which is like Essentially, a world history of UFOs. Yes. you know It's a lot like the William Bramley book.
0: Yeah, I, well, um, well, sort of. Well, actually, you know what? Yeah. I never read the, the UFO book because I read part of it, and it's like, oh, I already know this. It seems like an introductory right, right. thing, so I didn't read it. Crossfire, yes, I did read many years ago.
1: It was perfect for me at the time because I was like, just I had just gotten into it. So I, right. like, it gave me the whole foundation of like, okay, this has been going on this long. This is... You know, this happened in Aurora. This is what the story is with Roswell. Because it was like, I didn't know, and all I knew was like, what the mainstream average person knows about Roswell, that there was like a, people think there was a UFO crash and they covered I didn't know anything, you know. So, I, I credit him in a sense because, like, I never became a specialist. I never became a UFO guy. I mean, I do love UFOs. It's probably my primary interest, but uh, UFOs and Bigfoot, but it's like, I never just... I never did a UFO podcast. I never just did a like a conspiracy podcast. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, there are people who have their own just JFK. I could have just become a JFK guy. You know,
2: yeah. it was, yeah. like, it was
1: like it's like I, yeah, I did, like again. I didn't really even think about it till this week, but it was like that had to be in a lot of ways because of how he did it. Because it was like I everything was on the table. You could look at all the different subjects. It's okay. You don't have to do just one thing.
0: Right? Yeah, he's one of the few people so. like that, and then did it. You know, in in a, an even-handed way, generally, as far as I could tell.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: For for all yeah. those subjects.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was pretty fastidious about... That was the great thing about finding that book first, because it was like he had a crazy index full of other stuff, you know what I mean? And it's like, I was so... I, I, I mean, I still am this guy in a lot of ways, but I was so the... Uh, <laughs> I remember this. I was such, I was so the UFO consumer that I decry today. I was that guy then. I still am in a different way, but I was big time then. Because, like, I remember, like, reading the books and like the first, the first dude, I, the first person I wanted to learn about after Jim Mars was David Ike. <laughs> I was like, who is this David Ice guy? He's talking about the Queen of England being a reptile? Like, what?
0: Yeah, there's so. there's kind of a chasm between those two different uh, subjects or pe- people, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But it was like, that was such a, the, the craziest thing I read in that book. I'm like, what is this? Is really someone saying this? That's insane. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna miss him an awful lot. You know, it's gonna. It sucks, but it's to get deeper on it. In a sense, uh, i was thinking like the other night that it was like uh, I think sometimes. You know, I love Stan. Obviously, worry about Stan. It's like the people. So many, like John Keel, all these guys. So many people have come and gone, like, and not gotten the answers. You know what I mean? And it's like
0: (laughs) that's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's like, I think,
1: I think Jim passing away kind of like as morose or, or dark or whatever, or pessimistic, if you, you, you want to sound. It's like, I, I kind of like, it's terrifying, but I kind of think none of us are going to get the answers, man. Like, time keeps marching on, dude. Father Time's undefeated. Like, I'm getting older. I've been in this for like 15 years now. You've been in this for probably like double as long as I have. And it's
0: like, Uh, don't say that, Yeah,
1: (laughs) you know, and I guess, but, you know, something in a sense like I probably always kind of thought that, but I kind of am at peace with that idea.
0: Yeah, you have to be. You can't, you can't really worry that some answer is going to come down the pike because one, you'll be frustrated and two, sometimes it turns you into an asshole.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it was yeah, it was sort of like an eye opener for me where it was like, you know, every every time someone I knew had passed away, someone I had on the show, I'd always be like, "Oh, it sucks they never really got the answer." But this time around it was like, "Whoa, I'm starting to think we're not I'm starting to think I'm not going to get the answer." Like, <laughs> and that's okay. That's all right. You know.
0: John Randall says sweet tribute from you both on a side note I remember from way back on uh, "Been All of America," when Tim did his part two interview with Mac Tony's, while Mac was going into de- detail about his crypto-terrestrial theory and the whole hybrid thing, Tim interjected, "Maybe they just want to be taller." <laughs> and Mac just started laughing and said, "What? That's why I've always appreciated. Uh, that's I, what I've always appreciated in regards to both your programs." Thank you, John.
1: Yeah, thanks, John. Um, yeah, yeah. There,
0: there, there's another and, one.
1: I know that that was a. I wasn't as close with mac as as I was with Jim or as you guys were with Mac, but yeah he was that was that was someone who that's one of those that makes you weep for a whole different other reason where it's like just all that all that insight gone like all that future all, all that uh you know potential mm-hmm. stuff yeah. you know it's like he was a young dude, he could have been in this for for forty fifty years.
0: Yeah, he's 20, and I think he was kind of going in a different direction. I think I should actually credit him with, like, um, we were talking about some of the things that I put in that co-creation thing. I, You know, you don't realize all the influences have gone into what you, you, you're you thinking. And, um, you know, Jim was certainly one, but Mac was probably, you know, right down the middle of my thinking right now, and it makes me miss him even more. One thing I remember, I'll, I'll, I'll share one Jim Mars thing. Um, okay. <laughs> I was yeah, I was at the. I was speaking one year at the Laughlin conference. It used to be UFO Congress that when they had it in Laughlin, and uh, Jim was speaking too. So we, um, him and I and David Childress and his wife, and I think and Walter Bosley, they were having a karaoke. Thing in the in like a big theater, like where you could seat like five hundred people with like dinner tables and everything, but they were just using it for karaoke. Jim went up and sang "Great Balls of Fire."
1: <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, well, then we definitely, we we definitely got to do the karaoke then this year at the uh, at the
0: <laughs> <laughs> at the scary at the bar in thing. in uh, Liverpool, Nova Scotia. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I I think with the exception of probably when I come back from my hiatus here from the trip and maybe for like a brief moment when you and I do the year in review uh, I don't I'm not going to be like I don't want to be that guy you know what I mean I'm not going to be out there on every show <laughs> that's why I felt yeah. kind of weird like doing last night's show and then this but it's like this is it folks like you all know Jim meant the world of me and uh, it sucks and it really sucks um, but we it's so cheesy to say but that's like that expression you know be be
0: happy that we had all these amazing times don't be sad yeah exactly i it's it's, people have been saying that for thousands of years or hundreds or whatever because it's true
1: yeah Uh, yeah
0: and yeah we would well you know we're just talking about what cool stuff we knew about jim um probably uh i'm sure other people like um uh, ken thomas would have something to say about jim mars and a couple of other people I know. So that's Rob Sterling, who nobody's heard from in a gazillion years. I saw him in Vegas last year. I'm sure he was affected by uh, Jim Mars, too. Maybe I'll have him on and talk a little bit about it um, in, in, in the midst of other things. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, I don't even know. Do you want to go two hours? I, I want to actually go get something to eat before I start my shift. <laughs> oh. Um,
1: well, what time is it? We don't have to go two hours. I mean, we can go a little over the hour, right? What, do you only want to do an hour-long show?
0: Yeah, an hour, hour and a half, something like that. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, that's fine. We can go as long as you want.
0: Okay. Because um, i got to work at 10, and I have to start doing this stuff at 8, and I want to eat, too. I, I've, I've, obviously, since you know the coasts of uh, uh, routine, I've done most of it already. I just yeah. don't want to have to worry about it. You don't want to have to worry about when the show's going on. Um, the other thing we wanted to talk about, which we did mention, was the East Coast Para Conference. It's coming up next week, from Thursday, no Friday, the what is it, the eleventh? I think it is. To I believe um, so, yeah. yeah, Friday, Friday the eleventh yeah. to Sunday the thirteenth. Um, uh, Paul's going to speak there. Paul Kimball, uh, Ryan Sprague's mm-hmm. going to speak. Uh, Micah Hanks. Uh, Chris Stiles, the, uh, the main researcher for the Shag Harbor incident. And he's, uh, every time he speaks, I think he's been there at least, he was there last year, definitely. Cause we had lunch with him. Um, really cool guy yeah. too. He's a- you keep thinking like a UFO researcher is going to be like, there's aliens coming here from other planets and we got to prove it. He's not like that at all. He's totally open to everything. Um, and uh, I think there's ghost hunting. Uh, there's two ghost hunting outings. Uh, there's an evening with a psychic. Who's I can't remember his name. They're going to kill me for that. Um, anyway, uh, it's so a good event. It, a, it's, it's a awesome. really fun event. I mean, I, I've been there. I was there last year, and I mean, it's this cliche that everybody in Canada is nice. They were, <laughs> and um, people are very open-minded to anything, any because you know the the thing you know the. the the talks ranged from total belief into in some kind of um paranormal uh event to complete skepticism and people were completely seemed to be completely fine with both and that's the way a conference should be
1: yeah yeah and just to help you out the website is eastcoastparaconference.ca yeah um and it's uh august 11 12 13 at the Best Western Hotel and Conference Center in Liverpool Nova Scotia and that psychic is uh, Sean Leonard. That's talking it. about. It. It's an Aboriginal medium, so that should be. Yeah, it's cool. It's a really good event. What I like about it is, uh, it's very like it, it. It can be as interactive, sort of, as you want it to be. Which
0: yeah, because like. it's small. I mean, there's probably maybe a couple hundred people there. So if you want to talk to the the uh, speakers and you know perhaps even hang out and you know have drinks in the hotel or whatever the hell it's it's totally easy to do that
1: yeah you can do that and you can it, it, you can do a ghost hunt if you want you yeah. know it's free like the ghost hunt is free so it's just like if you're there you can go on a ghost hunt you mm-hmm. know uh, you got to buy a ticket for the the psychic medium but still like and then the vendors uh which is where the gonging is and <laughs> the guy with all the gong my favorite part of the whole weekend.
0: What's the gonging thing you've got to tell people?
1: Oh, it's this guy he has, like... You've seen it in person now, so yeah, it's like, a, it's like a cot that he puts you in, and it's surrounded by these enormous gongs, and then he does, like, a performance of sorts. He plays the gongs around you, uh, and, and his, his reasoning is that, like, the body is... 90 percent water or something like that so when the gongs resonate all around your body they're resonating the water inside of you and like he shows you with like uh do you, did you see him do the thing with the glass where it's like yeah he holds a glass and like runs his finger around the edge of it like a few times and somehow and like it starts changing the water like wiggling the water like Jurassic Park thing you know and, yes. uh, Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really it's really cool and they He's a great dude. He's like an English Nick Red. Oh well, no, no, he's not English.
0: It's Australian. He's like, a, he's I think. like,
1: yeah, he's like an Australian Nick Redfern. He looks like Nick Redfern. He's kind of like <laughs> when I first met him a couple of years ago. I was like, I think I, I passed the vendor part once, and I'm like, is Nick Redfern at this fucking event too? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, gonging I see people Nick on the thing. Yeah,
0: so, uh, and
1: that, that. Go ahead. There's other. There's other. I, I mean, the first time I went, it was there were more vendors doing this second time last year not so much maybe they didn't do as well but uh there's other people there's definitely a a few other people who do other shit that you can get done
0: mm-hmm. like
1: that you, you you have to pay for the gonging you have to pay for these things but you can get a psychic you can get a tarot reading you can get a palm reading yeah um they had a whole bunch of those things there so
0: yeah, yeah. one of them was right like, across from me i was talking to the woman for a while and how she got into it
1: yeah she had some crazy job like it like, in the military or something like that, I thought you said, or, like, somewhere, like, really prestigious, where you're like,
0: what? How are you? Yeah. Yeah. It's one
1: of those uh, really, like, eye-opening things.
0: There's two things. Ghost Walk, Paranormal Investigation. They're both $10 a piece, but that's Canadian dollars. So it's, like, what, $7? $7 U.S. But anyway, yeah, for a nominal fee, you can go on a Ghost Walk, which is basically oh, it's kind of a ghost, a ghost tour ghost with some investigation. And then also a Paranormal Investigation, where they go and do... Um, all the normal things they do with uh, with uh, uh, all the devices and um, you know looking for cold spots and all that stuff. I think Paul Kimball has uh, offered to bring some of the instruments they have bought for their uh, for their haunted uh, TV series. Nice. Yeah, I, I just read that. I, I uh, got a message from Paul or intercepted a message from Paul on it's way to somewhere else. And he said that he would be willing to. Um, let them use his uh, ghost hunting equipment that they use on the on nice. the famous Canadian uh, uh, ghost series Haunted.
1: Um. I would trust Canadian ghost hunting equipment more than American. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more trustworthy. <laughs> but I, it's funny you say yes, yeah, folks. Nominal fee for the ghost hunt. I didn't know that. It reminds me of uh, I because I'm like the worst. It's probably this is probably exactly how it is, but I don't know. But it's like, I, I abuse the press pass, folks. I abuse the... I just... Anything I can try and get for free with the press pass, I do. So, I had no... I just... <laughs> I just go on the ghost hunt. No one asked me for anything.
2: Yeah. And
1: the gong... I told you this story about the gong guy. The first, the first time... The first time I got gonged, <laughs> like, I interviewed him, and he was actually on the show uh, for a little mini-interview a couple seasons ago, uh, two years ago, if you look, and... um you know, the gonging was over, and you know, I'm just like, yeah, it was awesome, man. I'm just talking to him and everything. And he's just kind of standing there, and he's like, uh, Tim, Tim, it's uh, $20. It's <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, I'm impressed, man, and I'm all blissed out. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's probably the best time to ask for the money. Because yeah. I was all just like, you're, <laughs> you're a golden god, man. I don't know how you do that with those gongs. But, yeah, I was like, wait, oh, shit, I got to pay for things sometimes. But Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the other funny thing was he, he put a mask on you that had butterflies on it, which I thought was great, and he covered you, I believe, with a purple shroud, so it was it was very weird because you looked like one of the people from uh, uh, Heaven's, Heaven's Gate. Gate. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, there was a Heaven's Gate vibe to it. <laughs> yeah, I assume he'll be there, I hope he's there, because uh, that was like a highlight of the, that's a real, if you get the chance folks, do it, it's cool. But yeah, it's like interactive. You can do all kinds of cool stuff. That uh, it's not like your average, your average uh, paranormal conference.
0: Yeah, it's a. You go to some of these. It's it's, like contact contact in the
1: desert. You can go out to the middle of the fucking desert with a flashlight or
0: something. Yeah, uh, they don't uh, do that here. It's more of a paranormal, you know, pan paranormal conference. The other cool thing you can do, which if you have time. And Paul took uh, Kimball took me There this last time It's it's probably about Another couple hour drive But I went to the Bay of Fundy And watched the, the tide Come in so fast I actually had to walk To get out of the way of it Oh wow I took a uh, um, It's got the highest tides In the world I think it, like At the highest They're like 50 something feet Holy shit Yeah Difference in tide Is 50 feet uh, And I think Average is 30 something Most of the year So
1: and if you're, yeah, I thought you were going to say it's it's probably like a ninety minute drive south. But you can go to uh, you can also go to um, Shag Harbor, Shag Harbor, yeah, where they have a really like I've come I've grown to sort of love these types of places. Like a little kitschy UFO museum, yeah, that's like very earnest. It's a very you know. But it's yeah. like
0: no it, attitude it is, whatsoever. Yeah. They're just kinda like, yo, something weird happened here. We don't quite know what it is and that's what our town's known for, at least partially, and uh have fun. And you can go to the spot where where that's closest to where it is or where where it happened with the scary toilet and the nice plaque and the and the nice little uh um picni- road sign. Yeah, road sign and the okay. uh picnic bench out there that I took a picture of you at. Yeah,
1: it's nice. It's really cool. So and I I was looking because I'm doing a different sort of route this year. Uh, I'm going to stay in Halifax. I'll be down at the conference on Saturday. Okay. Um, And uh, along and since I'm sort of like not beholden to any times or anything, uh, I'm probably going to stop off because from Halifax, I got like very like Steve Ray like I like honed in on this. That's how I found the Potato Museum. Where it's like, okay, what's the weirdest shit I'm gonna be around when I'm up here, <laughs> so I can go see it? Well, <laughs> that I haven't heard of yet, you know. And uh, uh, but I was looking, and on the way from Halifax to Liverpool is Oak Island. Yep. So if it's not too far out of the way, I'm gonna try and take a a side road, you know, and just check that out a- along the way. But they they already they have an information center, and I'll probably go to that like. And check it out, but it's like you can't go on the island, uh, which is annoying. Um, they have a gangway or something, I think that's what it's called, just like a man made. It's
0: connector. a little spit of uh, land, I think, that connects it with the mainland, and it's only what, like a couple hundred feet long. I we drove by there last time, I think Paul took us by, but he said, eh, We can't go out there because it's just it's private property, but right, uh, right, uh, Oak Island is yes, where correct. there's supposedly a treasure at the bottom of a pit, and nobody's been able to get to it because it keeps filling up with water, and it's yeah. it's bankrupted a bunch of people, and it it's it. And there was a TV show for a while.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, uh, still on. And God bless Kimball if he's listening, because uh, we ironically ten years ago, ten years ago, <laughs> ten years ago, probably this very weekend. As crazy as it sounds, because these all seem to have been timed. Uh, around the first or second weekend of August, um, I went up to Canada for like for the first time since I was a kid, and um, and I con- you know I talked to Paul and he was like, yeah, well, I get I'm gonna be busy that weekend. I'm going to Oak Island days. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? And it was like a- it was an Oak Island conference, and they took you out to Oak Island, and mm-hmm. it's like you can't. When I went to the Oak Island website, uh this week to find out if there was a way to do it, you know, to, if there was anything going on or any of that. And it was like guided tours are all book solid and we can't do a waiting list or anything. So it was like, they apparently do take people out there, but I don't know how often or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. And they probably you charge know?
0: you an arm and a leg.
1: Right. Right. This was like free and shit. So it was, so that was a bucket list sort of thing where it's like, you almost can't, it would be like if you could walk to, I bet you before, like, all the publicity, I bet you could have, like, driven by Area 51 and got r- wicked close. You know what I mean? Or not? maybe not that, but you know what I'm
0: saying. Yeah, one yeah. One things that, like... I, I drove up famous. to the gate once, but that was, like, in 94 or something? That was, after all, because that was during the Larry King Live at Area 51. I actually drove out there with um, Dennis Stacy from the MUFON uh, uh, organization at the time. He was the journal uh, editor.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, even, like, in the 70s type of thing. You
0: know yeah, yeah, about.
1: yeah. I bet you if you had a few beers in the 70s and you were, like, on the wrong road and you...
0: you Drove on had, to Area like 51, pulled. they probably would have said, oh, give us a couple of beers. You, sh- you can't go any further. See you later. Go, Just go back. Sorry.
1: Right, right. You'd be, like, sitting <laughs> on the tarmac with, like, a stealth fighter right there. You know? <laughs> yeah. They'd Almost. be like, Jimmy, what the hell? Um... Yeah, so that's cool. Oak Island's there, and uh, and I'll be going when I get to Prince Edward Island, which you've now been to. Uh, I'll be doing, um, I'll be going to the Canadian Potato Museum. Is, like, yeah, I had to. I, again, I was like, what's the weirdest shit I can find? And it was like, I don't know if you saw the picture. It's like, there's a giant, they called it, I think they called it, the, I think it is like the world's largest potato statue. It's like an enormous potato in front of the museum. Yeah, well... Oh, I love this, too. I hope they don't listen, because they're going to be like, get the fuck out, but... (laughs) Their website, dude, tell me if I'm not wrong. Their website says, listed as one of the world's most... No, listed as... Here, okay, CNN, apparently, CNN. According to CNN, this is... I think you'll notice the funny part. They are one of the top 11 food museums in the world.
0: <laughs> Not that, Guess like, which number they are.
1: Yeah. I take that to mean they were 11. <laughs> they go to 11. <laughs> that must be like... So cool and yet frustrating.
0: So like, why couldn't they have just listed us at
1: eight? You know, now we've got to say we're in the top 11? Everyone's,
0: everyone's going to know we're number 11. They should just say uh, in the top, and that's it. In the, in the top of... Food museums yes, in the world, yeah. Listed as one of the top food museums in the world. That's all they have to say. But they're Canadians, so yeah. they go, we're, we're top 11. 11. Yeah, it's the
1: world's largest potato sculpture.
0: Eleven, we're so. eleven. We go to eleven.
1: Um, yeah, so that'll <laughs> be cool. I mean, I don't know. It, yeah, it, it was listed on Alice Obscura, so it's.
0: Oh well, of course.
1: Know. Yeah, well, that's my my go to for weird places, worlds.
0: And you're yeah. gonna and I said you are gonna drive through Crapo, right?
1: I probably will. I'll be on the lookout for it. Yeah. I'll look it up on the thing.
0: I saw it on the map before I went to Canada last time. I said, Paul, can we stop in Crapo? And he said, yes, yes. So we did and took a picture. Welcome to beautiful Crapo. It says C-R-A-P-A-U-D <laughs> in Prince Edward Island. Um, so when you go to Canada, right. there, especially Nova Scotia, there's all kinds of and, – and unlike some of the other provinces, I think that things are a little bit more compact because it's geographically uh, – um, what's the word it's geographically contained kind of like San Francisco or Manhattan or something like that so it's all squeezed into one that one little area of Canada
1: yeah it's a lot like uh, it's a lot like sort of like New England because uh, I think it was probably all sort of settled around the same time-ish so mm-hmm. it's like everything is old old like you know couple couple hundred years old I bet a lot of like you know main roads and stuff like that so yeah
0: it's a cool place who do you got coming more- Go ahead.
1: What's that? Go ahead. No, gonna say? I,
0: was, I, I, I was moving on to another subject before, uh, but I want you to say what you were going to say.
1: Um, I lost my train of thought. Nice. yeah, no, it's fine. I wish more people should make the trip. I mean, we've talked about this for a couple of years, so it's not like uh, this is news to them.
0: Yeah. You know well, I mean? since but- I met Paul, I think this is going to be my sixth trip to Nova Scotia. I think I've been there more than any other foreign country at this point. Uh, to Canada and the East Coast, completely opposite coast of where I live. I live in Los Angeles, and it's it's like north of Maine. I mean, it's way. I mean, it's almost in it's almost in Newfoundland or, or Prince Edward Island. Um, so it's it's a completely alien landscape to me. I live out in a desert. This everything's green. There's trees everywhere, and it's it's weird to me. Uh, and I love it. And I keep going back. Um, who do you got coming up on? Uh, Been all of America
1: that you nobody is- I'm going to be in Canada for the next two weeks.
0: Oh. So. oh, so you don't do stuff that far in advance?
1: I usually try to, but I've been I so don't. swamped to get ready idiot. for Canada that yeah, like the shows, I'm just kind of taking. A, I'm sort of like, thank you. You yeah. know, I threw out like I threw out like the Tuesday the twenty second date to somebody like last night, but I was like, I don't know if I'll even hear back. So it's like I'd like to do. The season so far has been returned first it was sort of like it's going to be kind of horseshoe shaped i think so it's like first the the first like ten shows or, or like first eight or nine shows were like um guests who have been on like a million times um you know and, and are like dear friends like jim kicked it off of course and uh like jason off marie jones out of davies like i said like to jason off no, you know i mean this like to you as well i think like, the people who've been on the show, like, five, six, seven times, it's like, these aren't just, uh, you know, they're not just guests. They're not even just, like, friends. They're, like, family at this point, you know? It's, like, people I talk to, you know, like, it's probably, I don't know what this is about my family. It's, like, yeah, people I talk to, like, once a year on the phone, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, so then we did, then we kind of moved in and did, like, guests that were on, like, just once or twice, um, that I want to talk to again, and so now we're we're off to go to Canada, and then I'm hoping to do sort of like maybe five episodes with new guests, right. and so uh, just to change it up a little bit.
0: So you're not going to be you're not going to be around. You're, you're heading north to Prince Edward Island after that, right? Yes, because on yeah. Sun on Sunday night I'm going to do the probably from the same hotel we were at. Um, another a rooftop show, yeah, yeah a rooftop show from the from from uh, Halifax on the uh, on the rooftop of I can't remember the name of that hotel. Um, maybe from maybe from Paul's uh, office, but we might do it on the rooftop of the hotel, hotel as long as there's not people from Quebec saying making too much noise. This is the fifth time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, yeah. I wish I was, but.
1: Uh I wanted to change it up this time because this will be my third year in a row going up there. So it's like – and I figured um, it just made more sense. Like, because before uh, – I I don't want to be I, – I really felt like I was too like – like I was kind of a put-upon to poor Paul. Like, Paul had to really take care of me and uh, come get me, like, you know, two hours away. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he'd say, oh, don't worry about it, but it's like – I, I felt guilty in a sense, you know. Even if you buy somebody dinner or something, it's still like,
0: yeah, he made really a little of extra he, effort. He went, just help me out.
1: Yeah, he went above and beyond two years in a row, and it's like, try to take the burden off of him, some, you know, because like, because you know, we that, even that day when we drove you guys to the airport, like he still had to drive like another ninety minutes to take me to the ferry. Yep. So it was like, and with Micah, Ryan, and you, and him there. There probably wouldn't have put any room in the car. I mean, there wasn't any room in the car last year. I had to get a ride down with Kelly. So, again, that was kind of an inconvenience on her, too. She had to come up to Halifax. So it's like this year I kind of, you know, going to change it up a little bit. And I'm not, like, I'm not a featured player at the conference at all. So it's like I can get there on Saturday. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Because when you're not, like, you guys – God bless you. Like, the Friday night, I think they changed it this year, but, like, the Friday night was, like, a meet-and-greet. Yeah. And, like, all the meeting and the greeting is over, like, in 20 minutes, but you're, it's, it's, like, scheduled for, like, two hours, so everyone feels compelled to, like, stay. And it's like, I'm not not only am I not, like, a featured sort of player <laughs> in the thing, but I don't even have anything to, like, sell or anything. You know, <laughs> that's part of the reason to do it, you know?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, like, I guess. I, I suppose. I, I mean, I guess I had a couple books up there just to show people what I had. I, I'm not really selling stuff the first night unless people want to buy it, and then I'll run and get something. But, yeah, right, it's, it's right. a very inf- you know, it's a very informal, um, crisply run, and uh, uh, what's the intimate conference. I, I, I like those kind. So uh, yeah, uh, we are going to do a, a live show, whether Tim's there or not, with us on on Sunday night uh, from from Halifax. So that I, so that's that's actually one week from tonight. We'll I'll be doing the show from there. Um, yeah, no, with, I'll probably uh, be on the island. Oh okay, which will be with uh, Ryan Sprague, who's only been on the show once, basically as um, a group of guests. I think we were because we were talking about uh, Arrival, the movie Arrival. Um, he has to be on as a standalone at some point. And Micah, who's been on twice, I believe. And Paul, who's been on like, you know, a hundred times. I'm probably almost as many as you or more are about the same. So that'll be next week and what, next Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then next Saturday night we'll be uh, on the ghost hunt. So
0: Yeah. I think Tim will do probably do a live from that if you're on Facebook.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll probably do sort of a live video. If we have good Wi-Fi. I could see us doing like a just a sitting around shooting the shit sort of like five minute video from uh, or or even like little mini it, we're inside the haunted uh, you know museum and shit and I'll be like all right Ryan what do you think is going on here dude you know that kind of <laughs> stuff.
0: So, all right yeah,
1: so we'll have, there'll be stuff like that I gonna and I post a ton of pictures and other stuff on on Facebook uh, hashtag boa Canada probably mm-hmm. I don't know why you know but that'll be where it is so. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. and I'll see you. Uh, did you find out if you guys are good when you're going to Liverpool? Uh,
0: I think Thursday.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. All right, well, I'll see you on Saturday, then.
0: Okay. All right, well, yeah. uh, short one tonight, but i got to go get some to eat, so I appreciate you doing the shorter show. I, I'm, I hope you didn't mind. No, 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 don't worry about it. All right. Uh, that's, uh, Tim Benal at, uh, com. Everybody listening, I'm sure, knows who Tim is and his deal. Um, and, uh, when are you going to write a book, Tim?
1: After season 10.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, we're all... I'll over. be free
1: to do what I, you know... You'll be a guest it, on
0: Coast to Coast.
1: I've been on before.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. I've been on before. I know. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. They should have me back on, though. I'm waiting... Waiting for the
0: invitation. Um. (laughs) No, just send them a book. I mean, I think that they were kind of surprised. One time, Nori was uh, somebody came on the show and said, It was Paul Kimball. He said, Mentioned something about me, and Nori said, You you mean our Greg Bishop? And he said, Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he did anything like that. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: think, yeah. It seems, yeah, yeah. They don't really. We run in different circles, me and the yeah. Chris folks.
0: Well, it wasn't That's surprising. Funny. It was just funny to me.
1: Yeah. But what the hell are we... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After, I, Well, look at it this way, folks. We'll bring it full circle back to the Jim Mars thing. It's like, mm-hmm. for, for anybody who had any illusions that I was going to be like, swerve, we're going to be back with season 11, it's like Jim Mars was the season premiere of every season. There's yeah. not going to be another season. Like, this is it. <laughs> this is if there, if, if there was ever any cosmic indication that this was the right decision you know yeah this is it so it's like we by the skin of our teeth we got he was pretty sick folks like by the skin of our teeth we got jim on the show mm-hmm. to kick off season 10 so yeah. it's like you know i wouldn't even know where to begin so it'll so yeah ev- we'll, everybody we'll, go something listen you will grow out of this
0: yeah tim's already got stuff in the works i am I'm, I'm pretty sure in fact i think he might have told me about a couple of them but i can't even remember what yeah. they were and they're yeah, as exciting people. or more than uh, than All of America. So keep your keep your ear to Ben for the for new developments. Thanks for being on with yeah, me again, sure. Tim. What what song do you? Hey, want? thanks
1: for having me, man. I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, I'll see always. You in a few days. Yeah, uh, song.
1: Oh, I have no idea. Oh come on. Um, how about you know what's good? Um, what's that song? What's that super group with like Willie Nelson?
0: Uh, Travelling Wilburys.
1: No, no, the other one. Uh, Highwayman? Yes. Uh, I'll Be Back, you know that one that's like their main song? That's I'll, perfect for... I'll
0: I'll remember, Be Back you know. Again? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's that's a great one, uh, for that.
0: And we'll be back again next week, not with Tim, but with, uh, Paul Kimball, uh, Micah Hanks and Ryan Sprague from Halifax.
1: Maybe I'll call in also from Canada.
0: Yeah, that'd be, that'd be better. Is this yeah. a song there, Tim? This is it. Oh, excellent. This is perfect. All right. Thanks, him I was thanks, a highway public. man. Along the
1: coach roads I did ride. With sword and pistol by my side. Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade. Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on
2: my blade
1: tongue me in the spring of
2: 25 But I am still alive I was a sailor I was born upon the tide With the sea I did abide I sailed a schooner Around the Horn of Mexico I went aloft and the mainsail in a little blow. And when the yards broke off, they said that I got killed. But I'm living still. I was a dam builder across a river deep and wide where steel and water did collide. A place called Boulder on the wild Colorado I slipped and fell to the wet concrete below They buried me in that gray tomb that knows no sound But I'm still around I'll always be around, 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 around i apply a star